Welcome to Sundays with Hosanna Fellowship, a ministry of Hosanna International Ministries, bringing you God's Word, His power, and His authority to our community and the world. It is our desire to empower you to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to those around you. Let's listen in to today's message. Uh, Father, we thank you. Remain standing. Father, we thank you. Now, Father, we'll get into your word, and, and uh, we know that it'll be a blessing unto us. And, Father, we just thank you that you give us the word that we can live by, and, Father, we can die by, in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Praise God. God is so good. Uh, I got a uh, text. Uh, it was on Facebook. Uh, and and uh, I do read Facebook, see what y'all doing. I don't comment on Facebook. I like it when you put something in there. You think I wonder if Pastor's reading that. Yep. Yep. Huh? Yep. So, so, but this came to me over Facebook. And when it came to me, it just struck my heart. And uh, people listen. Some of you, this message is not going to be so pretty. But to some of you, you're going to say amen to it. We're living in the end of the end times before the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Days are serious. They're very serious. They're so serious that Jesus said, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, and he goes through that. But he also says, don't be deceived. And we're being deceived today like never before, not with the government, but with traditional church. Now, I believe it with, in all of my being, the only reason why Antichrist hasn't taken his place this morning, uh, today is because there, he's still being restrained. And he's being restrained not by mega churches and not by mega ministry. And I'm not saying anything against mega church, mega ministry, but the Antichrist problem is churches like this, where we get a hold of the Lord and we say, okay, Lord, we just love you. And, and we're not the only ones, people. Listen to me. There are people all over the world right now. And understand something. Some of them may be even five or six. Some in other nations right now might be hiding out in the catacombs. But there are, the, the spirit of Antichrist is bound. He is handcuffed. Because the people who will praise the Lord and worship the Lord and be honest. But we are near the end before the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, before the coming of the King. We're near the end. And that end is coming very quickly. This morning as I was doing this message, the, the Lord spoke to me. And he was talking about the next 10 years of my life. I'm not saying that I'm going to live 10 more years. I'm not saying that. If I live 10 more years, this is the way it'll be. If the Lord said this, because I, I say to the Lord, as any of you people that are getting older say, Lord, how come I can't remember some things? No, seriously. There's things that you thought you'd never forget, and, and you've forgotten. And, and there's names of people that you were close to, and you thought, I will never forget that name, and you have. And so the, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me today, and he said, this last 10 years, he said, you will not forget a thing. He said, and, and the move of God will be great. He said, you'll not forget nothing. And, and so here's what he said to me. He said, meditate on me day and night. And I, I'm going to, to read that in just a moment because the end is about to come. The coming of the Lord is about to come. Now, I am telling you, if ever there was a time to get into the word, and trust the Lord, it's today. Because if you'll read the 24th chapter and the 25th chapter of Matthew, Jesus actually lays it out more than anybody else does. He lays it out more than, than John the Revelator. He lays it out more than, than Paul the Apostle to the Thessalonians. Jesus lays it out. And, and what he says, he said, you will hear of wars and you'll hear of rumors of wars. But listen to what he says. He tells us, first of all, not to be deceived. And the second thing that he says, don't be afraid. 
is your fucking Lord has handed you. Don't be afraid of what you are asking. Do not be afraid of what's come. Understand your faith is in the Lord. And understand this. Understand this, people. Hear it well. That I know that there's a whole lot more people out there serving the Lord. And I, what I call the true church, what I call the church that really ministers to the Lord and the Lord ministers to them. We have churches all over the place, but we don't have true worshipers. We don't have people that walk in sonship. I'm talking about those people. Now listen to me. If this church was the last church, the Antichrist is still restrained because of the power of God that's within us. Because here's what the devil knows that we don't know or we don't get. The devil knows even if you have this amount of people and they're the last on planet Earth, all of a sudden God can cause an explosion that this amount of people right here go right into the mode of evangelism and all of a sudden we start to spread the gospel again. Now listen to what Jesus said. He said, when the gospel of the kingdom has been preached through the entire world, not the gospel, but the gospel of the kingdom, and that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Now she's going to put up, uh, John's going to put up Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 43 and verse 44, and I want you to look at this when he puts it up. Watch this. The alien who is among you shall rise above you higher and higher. But you will go down lower and lower. 44. He shall lend to you, but you will not lend to him. He shall be the head, and you will not be, and you will be the tail. Now I want you to hear this. We have open borders today. We have strangers coming in here like we've never seen before. There's no sanction whatsoever. Now listen, it's a liberal, it's a liberal ploy. It's a liberal thing to get it done because what's happening is these liberals think. All of these people are going to come in, and right now there's just about 10 million people that have crossed the borders and are in our country, and they'll vote the Democratic ticket. Now, here's what I want you to understand, that the United States of America is the last holdout for Israel. How many of you got a hold of that? The United States of America is the last holdout for Israel. And, when, and, and many, many prophets have prophesied that they won't come in and just destroy America. We'll just dissolve right into the plan that Antichrist already has set up. So I want you to hear this this morning because this is on my heart. In Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 43, he's talking about open borders and he's talking about strangers. And listen, at one time, the United States was higher than any other nation. Higher than any other nation in military power and in government. I mean, you got to think about where we were. I, I think this is funny. I remember in 1959 that uh, 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 ABC, I mean, the Yankees, the, the baseball team, bought ABC Broadcasting, and they give a whopping $12 million for it, and people said, that is the most money. That's outrageous. Nobody can have money like that. Now we have trillionaires in our world, but at one time it, that the United States owned over 80% of all the silver and gold in the world, and now we, we own less than 8%. China owns everything. And so what has happened, we have, instead of becoming, instead of being the head, because at one time we was the head, we have become the tail. And the reason why we have become the tail is because we've opened up our borders. In 1963, we took prayer out of school. We took the Bible out of school. In 1973, we made it a law that we could murder babies anytime that we wanted to. And now in this last day and age, we have this transsexual thing. And if you even dare speak about that, they'll, they'll put you uh, in jail. They actually will. But listen to me. All of this is an abominable thing that the enemy has put together and has infiltrated our country. Now, I want you to pay attention to me this morning, okay? Harvard and Yale were seminaries. And now they are the worst colleges that on planet Earth with Princeton. Uh, Duke, Duke uh, uh, the, the uh, University of Duke is a seminary. It's a Methodist and a Quaker seminary. And now they are called the Blue Demons and they do not want God in there. Do you understand that Wake Forest is what we call the demon deacons and they are Bible schools. All of these are Bible schools that have went into the one world government and have taken on the one world translation of everything and have caved in. Understand this one thing that, that if, if you go to a seminary, you might as well go to a cemetery 
because they are going to take God out of everything that you do. And many people don't want to listen to preachers that don't have a degree by one of these colleges. Listen, the worst thing that a preacher can have is having a degree by one of those colleges. And so what we have is that we have open borders and we have strangers that have come in. Now, we borrow money from everybody. And at one time, people was borrowing from the United States of America. Now, here's what the Lord told me. He, he told it just for me, not for you, but this is just for me, that I am not to buy, I am not to sell. He said, I don't want you to buy. He said, I don't want you to sell. He said, you come to me for everything. I don't want you to buy. I don't want you to sell. Now, they made a lot of fun of me in my office when I told them what the Lord told me. They're going to say, I'm going to Pray for the pastor. But how many of you getting a hold of what God's saying? I don't know what he's saying to you, but I'm saying this. If you will listen to him, he will tell you how he wants you to be and to respond in this last day. Now, he's going to bring up uh, Joshua 1.8, and I want you to watch this, and I want you to pay attention to it. Joshua 1.8. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Now listen, here's what he's saying. He's saying, I want you to meditate on the word of God day and night. He said, even in this day and age, even in all the misery that is taking place in our nation and everything, if you will meditate on his word day and night and go according to the laws that are written in this book, do you not understand that God will make you prosperous in a day when it doesn't seem like you can be prosperous? Now listen to me. I'm not talking about the silver and I'm not talking about the gold. I'm talking about walking prosperous in the spirit of the Lord that where you go you can speak the things of Jesus you can heal the sick you can cast out demons you can do the things that God wants you to do to show that the power of God is not gone nor is it lost and he said this he said if you will meditate day and night day and night on my word he said I will bring this book in your life to pass how many of you want this book right here in your life? Do you want it brought to pass? I want it brought to pass because, listen, I need that. I need to meditate on God's Word day and night. I believe this if for you that write things down. I believe the only thing standing in the way of Antichrist. And by the way, let me tell you something. I watched a video, and this guy's going to show me who Antichrist is. And I thought, oh, boy, this is going to be neat. So I'm, I'm watching he seemed like he was really, and he, he brought it all down to a country. Now, listen to me. It's not a country. It's a man. It's a man, and his number is 666. That's what the word says. It's a man. It's not a country. It's a man, and the devil is going to have himself. He's already here. He just can't take the place. Now, here's the reason why he can't take his place. Now, church, wake up. And cannot take his place. The true church is number one. And the second thing is the United States of America hasn't caved yet. And the third thing is Israel. Now listen to me. When the church leaves, the United States will dissolve into a one-world society. And let me tell you something. This world, I mean this church, is going to leave. If the rapture takes place right now, how many of us are going to be left sitting in our seats if the rapture takes place right now because some of us will be how many of you understand that israel will cave and make a peace treaty with antichrist listen to me and this thing's going to start like we've never seen it start before israel is surrounded right now the united states is at war with iran and this thing is is escalating like we've never seen it escalate in our time and in our history Listen to me, you cannot run in fear, nor will you be deceived if you will meditate day and night on the Word of God. It's the only thing that we'll be able to stand on. We'll not stand on nothing but the Word of God. We cannot stand on government. We cannot stand on military power. We have to stand on the Word of God. And when we stand on the Word of God, He will bring this thing through like we've never seen it done before 
on planet earth how to make a Baptist shout. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. I like that blue screen. Let no one in any way deceive you, for it will not come unless the apostasy comes first. And the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, verse 4. Who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. Number five. Did I give you five? Okay, I didn't give him five. That's my fault. Oh, I mean number seven. Yeah, I give you number seven. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do, do so. Now watch this. Until he is taken out of the way. Verse 9. Then the lawlessness one, then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by the appearance of his coming. This is amazing. Paul is teaching them in 2 Thessalonians. He's talk, talking to them about a deception that had taken place. And you know what it was? Rapture's already happened. Lying to those people. And Paul said, don't you believe that? Don't you believe that? He said, the Holy Spirit, the restrainer, he's still here. He has given the devil no permission. Understand something. In your life right now and mine, the devil has no permission he is angry and because his antichrist, his unholy antichrist, cannot take his place the way he wants him to take his place. Why? Because there are way too many of us. And I'm not talking about church. I'm talking about Romans 11.8. I mean 8.11. This said, if the Spirit of God is within you, that same Spirit that dwells in you, that raised Christ Jesus up from the dead, will quicken or bring to life your mortal body. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 14, listen to what he says. And, though, and all those who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Believe me, every person that goes to church and may be in here are not being led by the Spirit of God. But if you will allow yourself to be led by the Spirit of God, you will not be deceived. Let me turn the page here. Some of you are saying, that man's going to preach all day. There's a church, and it's called the Laodicean Church. Did I give you Revelation 3.15? Okay, bring it up. Watch this. Laodicean Church. Maybe I didn't give it to him. Yeah, okay. Laodicean Church. Here's what he's saying to Laodicean Church. Here's what he's saying to Duke. Here's what he's saying to Wake Forest. Here's what he's saying to Harvard, Yale, Princeton. Here's what he's telling that church downtown. He said, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. Listen to what he says. Joe Biden is a liberal left. Chuck Schumer is liberal left. Nancy Pelosi is liberal left. And people say, don't talk politics in the church. Well, I'm going to. They do not love the Lord. Because if they did, they would not act the way they do. Understand that. That's an antichrist system that's well and live. Iran knows that the United States of America has no backbone right now because it has no leaders. Iraq, Afghanistan, and Pakistan, Turkey, Syria. That's the northern kingdom. Knows right now that the United States of America has no backbone. Has a military that cannot go forward protect its own. Because we have no government. What we have is a bunch of people that are allowed to run a country. That has taken us from being great 
to nothing. Understand this one thing. But the church of God in this last day is rising up like it's never rose up before. And it will stand and face Antichrist for this country. How many will stand for this country through the word of God? We have to stand for this country through Jesus Christ and him only. Praise the name of the Lord. There's no other. The Laodicean church is alive and well in this country. It started in the 1940s after Israel became a nation in 1948. They got together the World Council of Churches. And all the churches came into a one world government. And the Pentecostals and the Charismatics. And some of the Baptists said, we're not coming into this thing. We're standing if we have to stand alone. But it's such a great deception now that our Pentecostals and our Charismatics and our Baptists and different ones, we are caving and we're coming into this thing. I tell you, church, listen to me. God will not honor the Laodicean church. And I'm going to show you and show you why. Listen to what he said. You got to be hot or you got to be cold, but don't be lukewarm and don't be neutral. Don't be, you'll die. I'm going to, I'm going to show you something here. I want you all to go over to Revelation chapter 6. I want you to open it up in your Bible. You say, it's in the Bible. How come these people don't read the Bible and understand? Because they don't care about God. Okay, here we go. We're talking about the, the, we're talking about the seven seals being broken. Let's look at the first one. Revelation 6.1. Watch this. Revelation 6.1. Then I saw when the Lamb broke one of the seven seals... And I heard one of the four living creatures saying, as with the voice of thunder, come with me, come. Do I, do I give you two? I looked and behold a white horse, and he who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. Boy, there's such a division in this, I don't see how it can be. But some think that's Lord. That is not the Lord. That is Antichrist. That is Antichrist, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Have you ever heard of the four horsemen of the apocalypse? Listen to me, the four horsemen of the apocalypse does not mean all this chaotic stuff like we think. The word apocalypse means revelation. Revelation means apocalypse, and all it means is to take off the veil or take off the covering so that we can see. And so we have these four horsemen of the apocalypse that God is unveiling so we can see these things. We don't talk about them much anymore, but we need to talk about it. Let me tell you, this guy on this first horse, he's riding a white horse. Listen to what it says. I looked and behold a white horse, and he who sat on it had a bow. How many of you see that he had a bow? Does any of you see that he had arrows? Nobody sees it. He died. He had a crown was given to him. He had a crown that was given to him. How many of you can look there and say it wasn't placed on his head? He had a crown that was given to him. He had a bow with no arrows. And he's going to conquer. He's going to slay men. How's he going to get it done? Because he's going to get it done through deception. He, he who sat on it had a bow, no arrows, a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. Antichrist image. Let me tell you something. The word antichrist means in the image of Christ or instead of Christ. And so in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, he doesn't have to bring it up. The antichrist will come on the scene to begin the tribulation period. Antichrist means instead of or anti, he's going to look like Christ. He's going to come riding in there and he's going to look like something. He's got a crown and he's got a bow and he's got a white horse. He's really going to look like something. And people are going to be deceived. How's he going to bring the conquering? Through deception. Through deception. And his greatest tool is illusion and deception. And it's amazing to people, to, to me, how people believe the deception of the devil. Do you know why people believe the deception of the devil? Two reasons. One, they don't read the word. That's number one. And number two, they operate in fear. Now listen to me. If you had the vaccination, you're not going to hell for taking it. But you might learn something from it. 
when that vaccination came in, COVID-19, people run to get that vaccination. And right now, the statistics that they're doing on that vaccination is amazing. How it has destroyed people's lives. It's amazing to me how we would allow somebody to inject something into us that had never been proven. Had never been proven. Now, some of you might have done that. Just give it to God. But I want you to understand this one thing. Why did people do that? Because they believed a lie. Do you not understand that there was a little pill? That there was drugs that they give to animals that would take care of that? But listen to me. The, The devil don't want you healed. He doesn't want your loved ones healed. Listen to what he wants to do. He wants to kill you. He wants to kill me. And so why did everybody operate that way? Listen, here, let me tell you all the vaccination was. It was to see, can we get it done? Can we get it done? Can we bring them in by the masses? Can we bring them in by the millions? Boy, if anything was ever successful that the enemy laid out, that was the one. That was the one right there. And good men and good doctors are still trying to tell us that it's scientific. You ask them, do you know anything about this? And they'll have to tell you the truth. Now, let me tell you something about this Antichrist. He looks, he looks the part. He has the white horse. He has the crown. He has the bow. He's going out to conquer. But Antichrist right now, listen to me, he, he, he has no power whatsoever against the church of the living God. Christ will have, now listen, when Christ comes, I love this, Christ is coming on a white horse. Antichrist came on a white horse. Christ will have the diadems of kingly crowns on his head. Woo, you got to understand something. And when he comes, he's not coming with a bow that has no arrows. He's coming with the word of God. And when he comes with the word of God, it will be the sword which comes out of his mouth, which is sharper than a double-edged sword. Listen, he don't need a bow. He don't need an arrow. He is the word of God. All he has to do is speak. And when he speaks, the world kneels. How many of you know when he speaks, everything comes to a stop? Why? Because he's God. He is the living word. Meditate on this Bible day and night, day and night, day and night. My goodness. Christine told me something the other day. And I know it to be true. Here's what she told me. She said, don't buy any new Bibles. They're all tainted. I I believe that. Keep your older Bibles. Keep your older King James. You know, with these new translations, keep your older Bibles. Because AI, artificial intelligence, now is writing a new Bible. And is putting everything that we can in. Why? To deceive people. Man, I, 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 I was listening to a guy the other day read out of that messenger Bible. Don't get angry with me if you're reading it. I don't care. But I thought, listen, that's not the way God talks. Christ, when he comes, he'll have kingly crowns on his head. He he will not need any military weapons. He will not need any military power like the Antichrist will. All the weapon Jesus needs is his word. His word, the sword of the spirit. And the Bible said it will consume and slay them. Jesus right now, I believe, is breaking the seals because they are in his hands. In Revelation chapter 6, verse 3 and 4, he's going to bring it up. Here we go. When he broke the second seal, I heard a second living creature saying, Tom, and another, a red horse went out to make, and to, went out and to him who sat on it. It was granted to take peace from the earth and that men would slay one another at And a great sword was given to him. That's war. Jesus said there'll be wars and rumors of war. The red horse went out. He was to take power and take peace from the earth. War will follow Antichrist. And why will war follow Antichrist? How's he going to get everybody to come in? 
He'll make war. How, how's he going to get everybody to come in so he can make peace? He's going to look like, he's going to act like a Christ. He's going to act and he's going to look the part of a good person. I think he'll be beautiful like, like Satan was or when he was Luther, I mean uh, Lucifer. I think he'll be beautiful. He'll be very charismatic. He'll be Pentecostal. Sorry, all those Pentecostals. He'll be a Pentecostal type guy. He'll be a charismatic type guy, and he's going to represent himself as a Christ. But all he wants to do is just make war. How many of you understand? Once he makes war, then we'll need somebody to come in and make peace. And so what he'll do, he'll step in there, and he'll bring peace. But first, what he's going to do, he's going to bring war. Now, I'm going to tell you, and you pay attention, and you watch this. Right now, Israel is is surrounded. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I know that it will happen. Israel will make peace with Antichrist. He will, Israel will make peace with the, and, and in three and a half years into the tribulation, understand what's going to happen. Then Antichrist is going to break that covenant with Israel. And when Antichrist brings, breaks that covenant with Israel, then what we're going to see is great tribulation as never before. If you're still here, that's what you're going to face. How many of you understand that? If you are still here, me, I personally believe in pre-tribulation rapture. Thank you, Jesus. I believe in that. And the reason why I believe that is because of the writings of Paul to the Romans where he says this, that the wrath of God will not come on his people. I'm not saying that we won't feel some things and some people's even going to get martyred and some are being martyred right now for the cause of the Lord. But understand something. It's better to be martyred for the cause of the Lord than feel the wrath of God. How many of you understand that God's wrath is coming? God's wrath is going to be so strong that what's going to happen, he's going to roll the sky back as a scroll. And when he rolls the sky back as a scroll, men are going to look right into the throne room, into the face of God and see the lamb. And they're going to see a lamb who's angry and they're going to see a God who is wrath. And here's what they'll say. They'll say, cover us. And they'll ask the rocks and the mountains to fall on them. You know why? Because I understand they have looked into the face of God. Do you understand, sinner? You can't look into the face of God. You're a sinner and you look into the face of God, you're in a lot of trouble. How many of you understand that? So they looked and they said, now listen to what they said. They said, who will be able to stand? Who's going to be able to stand in that day when Antichrist takes his position? Let's, let's, let's look now at this third horse. The fourth, uh, let's see, where am I at? Verse 5, in the wake of war, yeah, in the wake of war, masses of men are diverted from food and famine. All right, here we go. He's going to bring up verse 5. This is going to follow that. When he broke the third seal, I heard the living creature say, Come, and I looked, and behold, a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. Famine always follows war. Always does. War destroys. The greatest thing about the United States of America is when we went to war, we rebuilt everything that we destroyed. The only nation to ever do that. The United States had no rhyme nor reason to go in there and build Japan. Had none at all. Had no rhyme or reason to go in there and build, build up Germany. Had no rhyme or reason to send Russia any kind of money at all and help China in the day when China need help. That's what the United States was. The United States was caregiver. The United States sent out Bibles, sent out medicine, sent out doctors, sent out nurses, sent out missionaries. Why wouldn't the Antichrist want it destroyed? Because of the goodness of the people that was in the United States. And what was amazing with that, it wasn't just Christians, but it was the goodness of the people, Christians and non-Christians. And guess what God did? God blessed it. When's the last time we ever heard, God bless America? When's the last time we heard that? Because it's not that way. We're not the land of the free no more. The, our freedoms are being taken away from us day in and day out. When Antichrist has his, his, his reign and when this war takes place, listen, here's what's going to follow. Uh, famine like we've never seen before. And there will be no one to rescue from that famine. How many of you understand that? I know that they don't want to say this today, and they don't want to tell you this today, but it is at hand. It is knocking at the door. It is knocking at the door. Hamas has sales inside of the United States. Uh, Hezbollah has sales inside of the United States. The Taliban has sales inside the United States. 
China itself, at any time it wants to, can hack our infrastructure, can stop our water supply, can stop our electricity, can stop everything that they want to stop because we're at the hands of their mercy. How many of you understand when this thing happens, it's going to happen, and when it happens, it's going to happen quickly? Jesus says this in Matthew 24, 44. He says, you better be ready for in an hour that you don't think I'm coming, he said, I'm going to come. Let me tell you something. We are living as Jesus is never going to come. Listen, he is ready to come. He is ready to take his place. And we don't know if God the Father has already said, go get my children and bring them home. There's not a one of you in here that loves love your children that would put your children through destruction. You'll take them home first. So in verse 5, it's a wake of war. It's the masses of men. And they're going to be diverted because there's not going to be any food. Famine. That black horse is going to ride. And when he does, he's going to carry a pair, uh, a pair of scales. And then it, he's going to uh, uh, give this food out as he wants to give this food. And, and if you'll look at the world's population right now, we have over 8 billion people. And there's no way that all these people can be fed. There's no way. Bill Gates. Dr. Fauci. George Soros, different ones, believe that we need to eradicate 7.5 billion people so that there's only half a billion people left on earth. Do you not understand that is a scheme of the Antichrist? So who do you take out first? The old people. Take them out. They're not any good at all. Take out the people like Dennis, different ones that have have infirmities take them out take out the youth it's an amazing thing take them out if you'd look at china's resurrection it's amazing thing and i say resurrection because they have come to preeminence in 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 the world itself and they have a target of five and they're like the muslims themselves do you understand the first thing they want to target is the youth so we we say christian i mean uh, education people it's not okay people and you can come and argue with me till the cows come home. And I'll debate it with you because I'm telling you right now, from kindergarten to through 12th grade, is 16,000 hours of indoctrination of what this liberal world is doing. It, it is, and we're putting our kids, oh, my kids are saved, and they know. No, they don't know indoctrination, and they can't stand against doc- indoctrination because they're children. And this is what China is trying to indoctrinate our children. China has got a hold of our economy and, and China has got a hold of our government. China's got a hold of our infrastructure. China has got a hold of everything. We are at the mercy of China. Listen, you know why? Because we stopped being the head and we have become the tail. We stopped being the lender. We are now the borrower and we are subject to that one which we borrow from. The, 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 The nation of China owns more land in the United States than most American people own. And we do not understand those things. China is the enemy of the United States. Now let's look at the fourth one. Verse 7. Here we go. When the Lamb broke the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, come, verse 8. When the Lamb broke the... Is that the fifth seal? I didn't get it all in there. I'm sorry, I didn't give it to you. So, so it, it, verse 7, I'll get verse 8. He's got the pale horse. Did I give you verse 8? Just give you verse 7. Okay, put verse 7 back up there. Okay, okay. Here we go. I'll, I'll read it to you. The fourth seal is death. And when he broke the fourth seal, I heard the voice of... Uh, I, and when he broke the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come. And I looked, and behold, an ashen horse, or a pale horse. And he who sat on it had the name death and Hades was following him and authority was given to him over a fourth of the earth to kill with the sword with famine with pestilence and by wild beasts of the earth war famine then death it's the interesting thing about death and Hades they're personified as him how about that so they're spiritual beings death and Hades that's an amazing thing right there if you can get a hold of that. So we have that, then death comes. 
Now, I'm going to have, did I give you number nine? Okay, now this is the fifth seal. Now pay attention, people. When the lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw underneath the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and because of the testimony which they had maintained. These were slain. They're martyrs. We have martyrs today all over the world. People being slain for the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're a Christian in Iran, you're going to die. If you're a Christian in India, Nancy and I are going to go over there, there's a good possibility of dying. If you're a Christian in China, you'll be put in prison and die. Let me tell you how much China uh, prizes an individual. They prize you more dead than alive. They are putting people in prison who have committed no, no, no wrongs. And they are harvesting their organs, their hearts, their livers, all of it, and selling them, and selling them. And nobody's going to do anything because nobody can do anything. So we have martyrs. I'm not telling you, this is amazing to me. Every one of you are listening to me. I'm not telling you that you won't be martyred. But I am telling you that greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. And I can tell you that if we are martyred because of Christ, then we just relocate from this place to the next place. And we're going to live with the Lord forever and forever. And the martyrs that are under the altar said, How long, O Lord, will it be before you avenge us? And listen to what he said. Until all of the rest of them have been martyred. People being martyred today like never before. That rapture takes place and you don't get to go. You're going to have an opportunity to give your life over to the Lord. But your life is going to be hard in that day. When Antichrist comes against the total system called Christianity. And yes, you will be martyred if you are still here. Personally, I hope that Christ comes and takes me out of here. But if he delays his coming and God decides that I am to be a martyr, then so be it. And that's the way that we have to see it in the kingdom of God right now. Listen to what that fifth seal, it was the martyrs, those slain, will be those who have gone through the first half of the tribulation period and will be killed because of their faith. Those in, in front will be those under the altar. Get a hold of it, people. Now I'm going to go back to the Laodicean church. I'm going to individualize it. You might be Laodicea. People, I don't know why I keep coming up with this. But if those chiefs have become your God, because, boy, when I look on Facebook, I'm thinking, man, listen to me. If the chiefs have become your God, you're in trouble. If gold and silver has become your God, you're in trouble. Pay attention. If your family has become your God, you're in trouble. Do you understand that? If you are lukewarm when it comes to serving the Lord, you are in trouble. The Laodicean church, he said, I want you to repent. And boy, did he give them a promise. I pray today that we repent like we've never repented before. What I loved about that worship, and I think the way that worship should be, is that when worship is strong, people want to come to the altar. People want to be saved. People want to give hearts to the Lord. People want to be healed. People, listen to me, it's going to break you. It's called the unction of God. Everybody say unction. 
Unction is when the Holy Spirit just gets a hold of your heart and he just starts moving inside of you and you're standing there and, and you're holding on to that chair and say, should I go or should I not? And the Holy Spirit's saying, go, go, go. And you're saying, oh, and listen to me, it's called the unction. You can spurn the unction. You can turn away from the unction and not follow the unction or the leading of the Holy Spirit. But I'm telling you, there's an unction of God in this church this morning. It started in that office back there. Listen to me. It came to this altar today. It's right here in the praise and worship. It's here in the message. It's called the unction of the Holy Spirit. What the unction of the Holy Spirit wants to do is to destroy the neutral church. He wants us to either be hot or cold. And what it means is either you go hot for God or turn away from him. How many of you understand that? You understand? Pay attention to the way I'm going to say this. You understand that God thinks more of Joe Biden and the, 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 liberal, uh, uh, the liberal progressive than he does the, the, the uh, lukewarm church? And do you know why he does? Because they're, 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 they're cold as ice and they want to get colder and colder. They do not want to have any sensitivity towards any human being or anything that pertains to God. God said, I want you hot. He said, I don't want you to lukewarm. Now, let me tell you where he got this. Laodicea didn't have any water. And so they had a great aqueduct that came in with fresh water and it traveled for miles. And by the time it got to Laodicea, it was lukewarm. It was not worth drinking. If you drank the water, it would literally make you sick. Now understand this one thing. Jesus is saying the Laodicean church is that way. He's saying the person that is neutral is that way. He's saying the person that's not hot for me or cold is that way. He said, listen, I would rather have you serving me hot or I would rather have you back away than be neutral. Understand those in Laodicea. And so then in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20, look what he says to the Laodicean church. He says this, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. Now, get a hold of this. If you are part of that Laodicean church, he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He said, If you hear my voice, open that door. Why doesn't God open the door? Because you have to make that concrete decision to open that door and let him in. And do you know what that means? It means that you turn from your lukewarm way of life in Christianity and you turn toward God and you get hotter than you ever have been before for the Lord. Listen to me. If ever your country is in jeopardy, it is now in jeopardy. The church of the living God is not in jeopardy. It never will be in jeopardy. Your soul is not in jeopardy. What's in jeopardy is those who are lost. That's why he wants us to win the world. Who's in jeopardy? That one that is lukewarm is in jeopardy. God says this, repent, turn from your way, and turn to me. He said, if you'll open the door. He said, if you'll open the door. He said, I'll come. I'll come in if you'll open the door. I like the picture that shows Jesus standing at the door knocking. If you notice, there's no doorknob. Could, could Christ walk in? He could. But he wants you to open the door. Now, I want you to stand with me. Don't know how well I preach this. But I am going to tell you this. That the four horsemen are riding today. They're beginning their ride. And a Christ is on the scene. He can't take his place. He's really angry. Because there's a little church in St. Joe, Missouri called Hosanna. There's a little church up the road called Cornerstone. There's a little church over there on, on uh, Cook, Cook Road called, uh, what's Dave Mason's church? Green Valley Baptist. I give him a hard time, all time. Little churches everywhere that are, are serving God. Big churches. I'm not saying they are for or against, but I tell you, there's, a lot of them are lukewarm because they don't want to lose the money. Ah, you're going to die, people, holding on to that stuff. 
You can't serve God and mammon. It don't work. Serve the Lord. Get hot for him. Doris, would you come to the piano? And the praise and worship team is right there. Go. Go. Praise and worship team. Lana and, and uh, Glenn are having to leave early, so I said, walk out backward so that we'll think you're coming in. And they are walking out backward. Praise the Lord. People listen to me. I, I'm glad that they stayed to listen. Okay. We're living in a day that older men spoke about but didn't live in. And we're living in it. Let me read you this last scripture verse. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door to the church or to the individual, we need revival. And listen to what he says. You'll open the door, I'll come to him and we'll dine with him and he with me. You know what that really means? You let me in and I'll bring revival. You let me in and I'll bring revival. I'm going to tell you what. I like seeing people being slain in the spirit. I don't think everybody is, but I think some truly are. I like seeing people rejoice in the spirit of God. I like that. But I guess my heart really says I wish people would get so hot for the Lord that they just want to go out and talk to everybody they know about Jesus. Caring not about the consequence. Caring not about the consequence. God is real. Here's my last line of my message. You want to hear it? You sure you want to hear it? The last line? This is just the beginning of what will follow. You've been listening to Sundays with Hosanna Fellowship, bringing God's word, his power and authority to our community and the world. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Please consider sharing with others and help us spread the good news of Jesus Christ to the world.